Walter Life with Brent and Jeff. This opportunity comes once in a lifetime. This is the Alter Life. We want to welcome you to the beginning of a hundred brand new shows. <laughs> this is show 101, but we're starting a brand new series tonight. We're excited about another opportunity to be on the air and just to, to hang out with you guys tonight, guys and gals, Yes, um, and talk about a, a topic that isn't very popular in today's culture, servanthood. You know, it's like, what? Tell me again. <laughs> this is going to be lame. Servanthood. I know. The whole goal in life is to get enough money so that you have your yeah. own servants. It's like making a name for yourself, guys. Not, <laughs> not making a name like, oh, look at this guy. Yeah, how much of a, a servant he is. Yeah. It's not, it's not <laughs> very popular. servants he has. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's right. It looks like now. It's like, oh, look at how many minions he has. Yeah, man servant. <laughs> but, uh, Female servant. It's interesting. When you read through the, through the epistles, Paul always refers to himself as the bond servant. The bond slave of Christ, you know, and that really means that he was a servant that actually loved being one. You know, it's like <laughs> I'm choosing to be this. Um, it's my choice, and I, I because I love God, and yeah. that that's that was his his point. So um, we thought we'd take a series of several shows in a row and kind of see well, what does that really look like? How do you be a bond servant of Christ? And we're excited to just get into that topic as we as we move on. Yeah, we're gonna see what's cooking in the. Hood, servanthood that is, yeah. and um, we've got a bunch of sh- bunch of topics. And uh, tonight we're talking about the motivation of a servant. What is it that makes us want to serve God? Besides the fact that you know we're kind of called to do it. What is it? You know, because a lot of people serve God for the wrong reasons, right? And they they serve God so that they can be upfront, or they serve God because they're really talented and they can't think of anything else to do. But what is the true motivation of a servant? And you know, so that it's obvious that this person has the heart of a servant because you can tell when somebody doesn't. <laughs> you can tell right away that this person is begrudging the fact that they have to serve as opposed to this person who's, you know, graciously and thankfully serving. Smells like a phony. <laughs> <laughs> this guy walks into a room. I smell something. Smell something fake. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's cooking in the hood. <laughs> Phoniness. <laughs> That's great. Uh, it's not bacon. It's fake and bacon. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, I haven't heard about fake and bacon in quite a know, few altered life back shows. Back to those days when I used to eat healthy. <laughs> those days have been long gone. Yeah, what motivated you to eat healthy? What, I don't know. What was coming? <laughs> what was it? My parental pressure. I'll say it that way. <laughs> parental. Parental pressure. We're going to be talking about uh, motivation of a servant. We're going to be dealing in our, ser- our series here. We're going to be going through the two epistles to Timothy, a little bit of Titus perhaps, and and that's where we're going to be making camp, I guess, in our Servanthood series that we're starting tonight. And uh, we want to encourage you to check out our website, www.thealterlife.com. Check us out on Facebook and everything else. We're all all technofied for you and your pleasure, <laughs> and uh, we'd love to have you request a song, get an input into The Altar Life, and uh, check out our blogs, devotional things. And uh, take them with you and uh, be ministered to. Right. Those devotional <laughs> things will be very inspirational <laughs> yeah. for you. Or devotionals. I know. I think that's a funny word, devotionals. Like yeah, those little is. things are like devoted. They're like <laughs> totally like, I'm a devotional. Just like we need to be as a servant, right? And as Jeff said, we're going to be in First Timothy chapter 1. And one verse that kind of brings to light our topic this evening, the motivated or the, the motivation of the servant. And the question that we're going to be asking ourselves this evening is what motivates you? And um, we are called to be servants of Christ. 
And um, so we're going to look at what that really means and what should be our motivation for that. Um, it's a good opportunity just to check out your own heart. And um, one of the verses in First Timothy, actually First Timothy 1 verse 5, it says, Now the purpose of the commandment is love from a pure heart, from a good conscience, and from sincere faith. From which some, and he compares it to people who aren't like that, right? Having strayed, have turned aside to idle talk, desiring to be teachers of the law, all important, understanding neither that they say nor the things which they affirm. So, you know, in contrast, the three things we'll delve into tonight is, you know, um, having a pure heart of love toward our master and toward each other, a good conscience, doing things with the right intentions, in other words, and having a sincere faith in Christ. Yeah, the... I love how it says they desire to be teachers of the law. And that's what we kind of mentioned in the beginning was the motivation. You know, is it that you just because you have this desire to be noticed or this desire to use your great oratory ability, you know, which we <laughs> lack, obviously, on this show. Uh, but, you know, obviously. we definitely don't do this radio show because we want to be like highly paid, highly praised on air talent. You know, we they came up with a new name for us. As on-air talent, it's on-air no talent. <laughs> but I digress. On-air talent. That's next week's show, talking about inadequacy. But um, you gave it away. Sorry. It's to get get them hooked. That's get right. them to come right. back. Come right? back. Little taste. Learn about how, how uninadequate we are. <laughs> uninadequate. Whatever. I said uh, that wrong. Uninadequate. See? Case in point. Yeah. Unanimity. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, but the first thing we're talking about, obviously, we played a couple songs about love. Next up, we have another song about love by Run Kid Run, Love at the Core. And the, the, the core of a true servant is the love of serving and the love of others, putting them before themselves. Because in order to be a servant, you have to have a low uh, low desire to serve yourself and to serve others above all things. And the first characteristic of a servant, a, motivate, a, a good motivated servant, would be because we love our master. Um, and Jeff, you have a verse about that in Exodus that you were reading earlier. I did have it. You did, not I anymore. But the point is... <laughs> I do have it. It's right here. It's the law concerning servants. So if you want to be a servant, here's the law. Okay. Um, Give it to me. Well, basically a little background. When someone was a servant, they served for six years until their debt was basically worked off, and then they were set free. But if the servant plainly says, I love my master, my wife, and my children, I will not go out free... Then his master shall bring him to the judges. He shall also bring him to the door or to the doorpost. And his master shall pierce his ear with an awl, and he shall serve him forever. So whenever someone had an earring, you would actually know that that person was serving God or serving their master forever. And it was by choice, not by obligation. You're listening to The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. The topic tonight, the motivation of a servant, part one of our What's Cooking in the Hood series. (laughs) Servanthood, that is. I'm always going to say it like that. It's like hills, that is. But um, I just read before the last couple songs a verse from Exodus chapter 21 regarding what happens when a servant wants to continue servant even though he's fulfilled his obligation. He desires to stay. And there was actually a sign that they would take them and they would pierce their ear to the doorpost. And every time someone would walk by, I guess... um, you know, where they would see somebody with an earring or maybe the guy was stuck there for a day against the doorpost. They'd be like, what are you doing? And be like, oh, no, I love my master. What a great picture, you know, that they, not only were they serving their master, but they were thinking so lowly of themselves that they would broadcast and kind of humiliate themselves in a way of being so obvious 
Like, yeah, that's what I did. I, I gave up my freedom for something better, for, for to stay in the presence of someone who I knew loved me, cared for me more than themselves. Why wouldn't I want to serve him as well? And that, I mean, essentially, why, you know, the only way a servant would stay with his master is if he knew that his master loved him like a son. And it's, it's so cool to think that that actually was happening. You know, you see slavery and stuff abused, but there were actually instances, and God had put this into place in the Bible, that the master was so good to the servant that the servant wanted to just stay there. And that's how it is with God, and, and we're called to be his servants. Yeah, and First Timothy calls it love with a pure heart. You know, it's it's not doesn't have some other like intention, right? The master who the servant who loved his master was all about just loving his master and choosing to to lay down his life <laughs> in a sense, right, for his master. And I guess it's a perfect analogy of um, the servant of God, right? And um, just thinking about Jesus, how he became a servant to his father for us um, by laying down his life. Um, and being pierced for us um, to be our servant, in a sense, you know, serving his father, but also serving us by loving us enough for, with a pure love, um, the purest of loves. And if we could be close to that um, through the help of Jesus Christ, that would be an awesome thing. And um, we would really look like a servant in this world um, and have an impact. The Altar Life. Music. Please give us the power to blow people's minds with our high voltage rock. Truth. Come on now, don't be bashful. Real. I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. The Altar Life. With Brent. Someone need a hug. And Jeff. I like to eat. Is that such a crime? Period. That was This Is Love by Cool Hand Luke. A rare appearance by Cool Hand Luke, but a great song nonetheless. And a great hand. Yeah. <laughs> um, Gotta hand it to him. It was a good song. Yeah, they're so cool. <laughs> My brother's name is Luke. Anyway. <laughs> Free information. It's all you'd fun. Have, you'd have to games. pay for that little tidbit. You know what you should do? Hi, Luke. Thanks for listening. <laughs> you know what you all should do? Seriously, though. Proper motivation is to get online and check out thealterlife.com. <laughs> you know, your motivation to contribute to the altar life is out of a love of pure heart. Love for the altar life. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, it's a pure heart. Basically, you know, Good the intentions. idea of the altar life is laying your life down and giving up your rights, which is similar to, you know, you know, it says in, in Romans, your reasonable service, which yep. is what we're talking about tonight. And so what better way than to, you know, start a servanthood series on the show that's called The Altar Life. Very appropriate, I think. Yeah, unbelievable. The Altar Life. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. That's right. It's time for our unbelievable segment. That last song you heard was the song of the year by All-Star United, a double play. We're talking about the motivation of a servant tonight. And what better thing to bring up in our unbelievable segment than motivational speakers? Motivational speakers, they get paid lots and lots of money to show up and motivate. Yeah. <laughs> it's usually like, it's funny. I, I picture when I think of a motivational speaker, I picture like the 13th man on a basketball team. Like, here's John Johnson. He was the you know equipment manager of the 1969 Lakers. It's always like somebody like, like Rudy. Yeah. <laughs> it's always like. Rudy, Rudy, you know, something to motivate you. And that's another thing, like, you know, those motivational tapes that you listen to and stuff like your best life now. (laughs) It's all about get out there and do it. You are intelligent. You are powerful. (laughs) You can influence people if you want to. You are a strong-minded woman. (laughs) You can do anything that a man can do, only better. (laughs) 
That might be true, especially oh, if I'm the man you're talking about. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you get into those things. I have, have, have you ever been at one of those types of things? Yeah, like I was actually in an event where... Team building initiatives. Well, you know, those things team building, the whole thing. other story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was at this event where, like, it was, like, supposed to be for, you know, your economy, your, you know, becoming richer. Yeah. Kind of, like... And it was like all things to do with your money, but it ended up just being this one big glorified motivational speech to like go out and like make more money. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it was really the weirdest thing. It was a big waste of my time. Yeah, and that's when you realize that Christian radio is where all the money is. That's right. (laughs) Right. Right. Oh man. Yeah. So I mean, I I just that's another thing. Team building initiatives that might be an interesting. But, you know, that whole thing just to motivate people to get out there and sell, 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 which is, you know, we we both come from a sales background. Yeah. I'm currently in that place, and to be honest, it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to make people spend their money. Yeah, I know, especially in the economy that we're in. It's like, here, this is, let me tell you, you why you need, need to be this. a motivational speaker to do a sales job. Yeah, actually. you really do. You have to be able to motivate people to dig in their pockets. Yeah, coach them. Or coax them. Go, go. That's what you should try. <laughs> Reach for your wallet. Go, go, go. <laughs> you can do it. Yeah. He's at the 50. He's at the 60. He's at the $200 bill. <laughs> it's Touch- like a sports announcer thing. Touchdown. <laughs> touchdown of savings. He bought something he didn't need. That's great. The touchdown uh, of card sales eventually. I don't know. Motivational speakers, I guess, can be good. You know, they motivate you to do something good, but. A lot of times they just get paid way too much money for what they are. And usually they're famous people. So you come to hear them because they're famous and they just tell you how famous they became. And yeah. <laughs> that's supposed to motivate you. Yeah. Come on, give I me feel a like they're a lot like caffeine. They charge you up and then you have a huge wall that you hit. <laughs> so see you on the other side with Switchfoot Easier Than Love. Are you sitting down? No. Good, because here it comes. <laughs> Log on to www.thealterlife.com to take the altar life with you. Download the Altar Life's Jesus series webisodes. www.thealterlife.com. Thank you for listening to us this evening on the Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. I'm Brent. Jeff is here. Hi. We're, we are talking about the servant and what his motivation should be. The 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 good servant of the Lord. And so Which, far, we've kind of hashed through love. Yeah. Well, hopefully, we are the good servants of the Lord. And uh, as I said before, our verse Romans twelve one and two that uh, becoming a living sacrifice, to give up your own life is our reasonable service, and that is a a great jumping off point as well to what we're talking about in this servanthood topic, this series actually that we're going to be. Diving into from First, Second Timothy, and Titus, all about being a servant and what we're called to do, um, and how we're supposed to be a servant, not just mainly from you know obligation, which you know we are kind of obligated, but also you know being an effective servant means having the desire and the love of God permeating from us and and out you know flowing out of us and making our our service effective. Our verse again, 1 Timothy 1, 5 for tonight. Now the purpose of the commandment is love from a pure heart, from a good conscience, and from sincere faith. And um, our prayer tonight is that as we continue and look at our hearts and kind of take some inventory, we can look at ourselves and say, you know, if, I'm, if I call myself a servant of Christ, do I fit those three things in my life? And um, we've talked a lot in the first hour about love and the servant who loves his master and loves each other and just chooses to serve because he loves his master so much. And that's a good place to start. And if you don't know 
Christ and you don't have that love relationship with your Savior, we just want to encourage you tonight to do that. Uh, but moving on to the next characteristic of a servant is um, a servant who has a good, is serving from a good conscience. And um, I kind of read that to mean like, you know, from good intentions. You know, there wasn't anything that he was doing that was, you know, insincere and um, maybe self-seeking. Um, there's so many people that kind of stand up and say, I'm a servant of God. Look at me. And, you know, they're doing it because they're getting a nice fat paycheck or they're getting the popularity of being the one who's the spiritual one. It's, you know, they're getting that, you know, I'm needed kind of feeling met. So they feel kind of important. They, they feel you get fame, you know, they're actually out in front of people. So they you're kind of the one that everyone knows and they like that. Um, there's a lot of different motivations that are kind of self-seeking that you could be pursuing instead of just being a humble servant and just obeying the Lord and doing what he says. And, um, you know, to serve the Lord with a good conscience and, uh, and good intentions is what we're being called to do. Yeah. To have a good conscience, there's nothing weighing on it, you know, and if you're serving out of the wrong motivation, you know, that's going to be kind of a burden. It's going to be a hindrance to the results that come from our service. You know, it's not, I feel like a lot of times we can get bogged down in like, Oh, we're just going to serve and serve and serve and there's nothing to show for it. And, and, you know, then we start to get, you know, bitter. We start to get like that weird, you know, it starts to taint our motivation, you know, and that's all in, in, you know, our conscience, you know, we're all, it's, it's what we're thinking about. What is on our minds when we're serving? What is our true motivation? Uh, and like Brent said, like, we're, you know, we're, what, are, what are we thinking about? You know, what our intentions are when we're serving God, when we're lifting up you know, when we're, we're going to clean that widow's house, is it so that we get like the thank you card and it's like put up on the church bulletin board about how great you were for helping out that widow, <laughs> you know, or, you know, are you, are you the, the Pharisees and the, the scribes that when they would throw in their, their money in the, in the treasury and, you know, out of their abundance, out of the leftovers, as it says, like, <laughs> look, look at, at me, me. <laughs> you know, they blow their little trumpets and, you know, drop a few coins in there. Is it, is your motivation and your the intention of your service is it for your attention <laughs> is your intention to get attention i guess <laughs> is what i'm trying i've been trying to say for the last hour and a half <laughs> <laughs> and uh, i've been struggling too but um the fact that we are talking about servanthood you know we have to go to why would we serve in the first place and ultimately it's because of what god's done for us <laughs> the altar life music true Real. Period. All right, that was Grandma Train. Song was Less of Me. And um, that's a good song, but um, that's truly what our desire should be for ourselves in our service, you know, is less of us, yeah. more of Christ. And um, and because when we say less of us, we that's a Christianese thing to say, less of me and more of you. But what we're really saying is less, self, less self-seeking, you know, less sinful desires, less selfishness, less of what I want and more of what you want, God. And ultimately... That's the heart of a servant, you know, to um, put aside all the things that you kind of want for yourself and in lieu of what you can give to your to your master and to your servant and, you know, to each other, the body of Christ. We should be serving each other faithfully and um, all that should be done out of a heart that, that loves the Lord. And, you know, that's a prayer that we have for this evening is that we all can can do that really well so next time we got fire by crystal myers hey this is crystal myers and thanks for listening to me on the altar life with brent and jeff the third portion of our motivation topic is sincere faith i feel like we're having a motivational speech tonight yeah 
<laughs> we should go on tour and make lots of money. Imagine yourself <laughs> totally. as a tree, but all the other trees are harassing you and whipping you with their limbs. Now, what are you going to do to get out of that situation? Okay. Motivate yourself. Do it. <laughs> no, that was lame. Uh, I feel like I should have one of those headset mics that come around, and I'm That's wearing right. like a suit. Yep. And I have trying like to be gray invisible, at the but sides, yeah. and I'm like looking distinguished anyway. Uh, <laughs> We're going to be talking about sincere faith, and uh, you know we we lavished the love part in the whole first hour, and now we're kind of fitting the other two into the last hour, unfortunately. But um, a sincere faith, you know, it's obvious when someone is serving and they're not being sincere in it, and it's not being done because of the faith that they have in God. It's being done through selfish ambition, which we already talked about. But what does it look like, and how do we have uh, a sincere faith in serving Others and serving the Lord, obviously. Um, you know, God doesn't, we look at it, and God doesn't need us to do things for him because he, you know, isn't capable of it without us. That's not the reason he calls us to serve. He calls us to serve others so that we can be his hands, his feet. He calls us to do it also because we get blessed when we serve. And that's where the sincere faith comes from. So when you're serving out of sincerity, you get blessed. When it's not out of sincerity, when it's out of just begrudging and, and, and grumbling, you know, serving in, in this terrible, oh, I can't believe I got to do this, you're not going to get blessed from it. You're going to feel, you know, condemned and halted and nothing's going to work out for you. And that's what's so important about looking at what it means to have sincere faith in this topic. Yeah, sincere and sincerity really is starts with just being honest and true to yourself and being true to the Lord. Um, you know, obviously he knows you and he sees right in your heart and there's no playing games with Jesus, right? Like he, he can see right, he can see the motivation of your heart. So just having the realization that, you know, um, in order to do things in sincerity, it's like, why would you fake it? Because God already knows what the intentions of your heart is. And it's just, even if you don't feel like it, you know, there's, there's days where you just don't feel like, you know, your flesh just, I just don't feel like serving God today. I just don't feel like being good. I'm weary in well-doing. You know, the Bible says, do not be weary in your well-doing, but be faithful. Be a faithful servant. And ultimately, that's what we, that's what God desires for us, is to be sincere, to be faithful in what he's called us to. And um, not only does he give us that charge, but he actually helps us to do that. Got a, a verse for from Ephesians, when God is actually, you know, using Paul to address bond servants and masters in the way they should uh, relate socially and, you know, in the workplace. But it also is applicable to us as we serve the Lord. It says, be obedient to those who are your masters according to the flesh with fear and trembling in sincerity of heart as to Christ, not with eye service as men pleasers, but as bond servants of Christ doing the will of God from the heart with goodwill doing service as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that what whatever good anyone does, he will receive the same from the Lord, whether he is a slave or free. And that's so important. <laughs> I love that. It says, you know, not with eye service as men pleasers. You're just doing it. I keep hitting my microphone. You're just doing it because, you know, you just, you're just you going through the motions. It's out of a sincere love from your heart. And they all tie together. Sincerity, you know, a good conscience, and love from a pure heart. All those things work together to have the, a true servant's attitude. And that is our motivation. You know, why? Because it's the will of God and to please God in our service as though we were serving him directly. And I think that is our true motivation is to think of how we're serving God in this situation. Closing up what we've just been talking about with the sincerity and having a heart that's true uh, in service to the Lord. And 
Um, I like that verse. We've been reading it all night and kind of jumping off from it. But the commandment, the purpose of it is to love from a pure heart, from a good conscience, and with a sincere faith. And that sincere faith, the key word there, sincerity, and the word faith. (laughs) And um, you actually have to believe in the God that you're serving. You have to believe that your master's good. You know, you have to believe that um, what you're serving is is real. And, um, you know, don't don't plod through life in church and serve. You know, do church things. Um, serve in ministries, quote-unquote. Um, and just do stuff because you know you're supposed to. You know, we're not called to just go through the motions. We're called to actually serve the Lord with sincerity. And if you don't have a relationship with Christ, it is impossible for you to serve Him because you don't know Him. It's like serving us. It's like serving a master who you don't even know, and um, you have no idea if he's good or bad. You have no. You don't have experienced it yourself, and how can you serve something or someone that you've never met? And um, so, just want to encourage you tonight. If you don't know him, you know it's as easy as acknowledging that you don't know him, and um, you know just acknowledging that you're a sinner and that you need Christ. And um, you know he is faithful and just to forgive your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And um, he will just move right in, you know. If you ask him, he'll come right in and light up your life um, and save you. And um, that's our heart for tonight is that, you know, before we go on about any other topic about servanthood, and, you know, we all should be called to be servants, but the first thing we're called to do is make that choice and um, and accept Christ as our Savior. So just wanted to throw that out there for anyone who may be listening this evening that doesn't know Jesus. Yeah, it comes down to love and you know, a good conscience and sincere faith. Brent, you laid it out perfectly. And we're going to close off the night with a song by Half Past Forever. It's called Rise. So until next week, be cool cats. Live for Christ. Mm-hmm.